0: I was on the Mount of Olives when I began reading the scriptures for this week's Read Together podcast. My name is Ron Schultz, and I'm the Executive Director of the Board of Ordain Ministry, and I was on a journey through the Holy Land with clergy and laity leaders from North Alabama when I began these readings for the podcast. After leaving the Dead Sea, We entered the town of Jericho and stopped at a very old sycamore tree. And while I looked at that tree, I thought about the reading from Luke 19 for this week. Jesus looks up in a sycamore tree and says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. While Zacchaeus may have been pushed to the side of the community because he was a tax collector, while Zacchaeus may have been scorned and shunned by others, Jesus reminded Zacchaeus and everyone else that Zacchaeus, was a part of the community and deserved a place amongst the people. From there, we go up to Jerusalem, and there Jesus clears the temple of those who are taking advantage, making it difficult for people who are trying to get in to worship. And the chief priests and the legal experts and the foremost leaders of the community among the people were seeking to kill Jesus because of his actions. Later this week, as we read the passages from Leviticus, we're going to read about skin diseases and bodily discharges, ejaculations and menstruations. We're going to read about being clean and unclean we're going to read about a quest for purity and we're going to learn that purity can only be declared and provided by God in second kings when we go to those readings we'll read about battles and enemies and food shortages and famines and elections of new rulers Kings and more kings. And through it all, we will see that God is in control. The Lord has done what he said he would do, speaking through his servant, Elijah. On Wednesday, as we read Psalm 81 and 82 and 83, we will be reminded that God is God. God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up from Egypt's land. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it up. Psalm 82 gives us a picture of God as the judge of all judges. God is in control, and God answers the cry for justice and provides for the needs of the weak. In the midst of our own national turmoil this week, we will find in Psalm 83 a national lament pleading for God's help. Thursday's reading gives us Proverbs 10, which begins a long series of individual proverbs, mostly aimed at comparing the consequences we can expect from leading a righteous life as opposed to leading a wicked life. Friday's readings from Ezekiel 25 through 30 come at a very good moment. Just in case we might have forgotten, and we do forget from time to time, that God is in control. God is in control. We're not in control Circumstances around us are not in control. Others around us are not in control. God is in control. God is in control over all earthly authority. God is in control, and God will have God's way. The readings from Ezekiel remind us that God will enact God's saving, redeeming work for all of creation. For everything physical and spiritual, this is God's work. And on Saturday, as we read the passages from Colossians 1 and 2, we'll be reminded that Christians are those who believe that when we look at Jesus, this Jew from first century Nazareth, we see as much of God as we ever hope to see. God was born as a Galilean carpenter named Jesus, crucified by a partnership between government and the church, and his death was central to human salvation. When we look at Jesus, we see as much of God as we ever hope to see the one in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, the one in whom all things in heaven and on earth were created, the one in whom all things hold together, the head of the church, the firstborn from the dead, the one who has first place in everything, the one in whom the fullness of God dwells, the one who reconciles all things to God and makes peace. Jesus is God in flesh. Jesus is God's creative saving work in action. Jesus is how we know God. Jesus is the head of the church. The church is not a body of people organized to gather and recite the teachings of Jesus. The church isn't a memorial society. The church is the living, breathing embodiment of Christ. The church is not created by human beings. The church is created by God. God has chosen to do God's work in the world through the church. This radical idea calls into question every church program and every church budget. It demands that our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness flow through the heart of God following the example of Jesus to reach the poor, the broken, the outcast, the ones pushed aside, those on the borders, the edges, the margins. It demands that we focus on God's agenda, not our agenda. As you move into this new week, I pray that you will go with confidence, confidence that you are part of what God's doing, Confidence that you today are part of God's church. Confidence that God has a plan for reconciling the world. And confidence that God includes you in that plan. And with that thought in mind, brothers and sisters, go in peace into this week. And may the peace of God go with you. Amen.